0: Welcome back to the Mike and Andrew Show. I'm Andrew Serwick, here with Mike Meredith. Mike, it's our last episode before the Super Bowl. We have a bit to get into, including the uh, NBA trade deadline. I got a little bit of uh, some NHL news. I just want to quickly glance over, but Mike, how are you doing this evening, man?
1: Doing pretty good, man.
0: That's good, man. Uh, So let's get right into it. We're going to go... Uh, preview our Super Bowl and then uh we got some uh we're gonna do a prop bit casino here uh but uh let's get into it. Uh Chiefs Niners um the uh the ninth rematch in Super Bowl history um, in this one. Niners a one and a half point favorite in this game. They opened at two and a half. It's gone down to one and a half um it's uh it's, it's gonna be a very interesting game, I think. Um, it's gonna be a very low scoring game. I feel like both these teams, it's strength on strength and weakness on weakness. Uh, both these teams very very, very good in the run game. Uh, the passing game hasn't been the strongest this year for either of them. Um, you know and, and both their defenses are really, really good. Um, Kansas City though, Uh, Really good against the pass, not good against the run, and it's kind of the complete opposite for uh, for the Niners. They're really, really good against the run. Um, And then, uh, you know, against the pass, they're decent. Um, So, uh, yeah, this is going to be a very interesting matchup for sure. Uh, The QB battle, obviously, you have the, the greatest quarterback, at least currently in the league. Uh, and Patrick Mahomes facing off with uh, the rat, as I like to call him, Brock Purdy. Uh, This is going to be a very close game. Low scoring, but very close throughout the entire way. The way Kansas City's defense plays is they just kind of just choke you uh, and make you score, you know, less than 20 points. I mean, they're one of the best defenses statistically in points allowed uh, this year. Um but they're going to have a huge challenge on their hands trying to stop this uh, San Francisco running offense. And San Francisco, they just get, they're just they just going to try and go out and outscore you. Their defense is really good, but their offense, they just use uh, their weapons to their best advantage. Um, I'm going to give slight favor here and go with San Francisco. They're going to cover that one and a half because, I mean, that's a very, very easy spread to cover. I don't think there is going to be a one-point game. Uh, but this is going to be a very, very close fought game. I p- predict something around 27-24 final something like that. What do you think here, Mike? Give me uh, your thoughts on this entire matchup.
1: Yeah, so I think that's a good, um, good preview there. I think it's going to be a little bit more higher scoring than that, but very similar uh, within that same ballpark. I don't really have a dog in this fight, to be honest with you, that I'm not really pulling hard for the 49ers or the Chiefs, but if I had to pick a team, if you told me I had to put money on it, I do think the Chiefs are going to win. I just feel like they're more experienced. They've been there. They, they've they looked like the better team over the last two weeks. The 49ers should have lost to Green Bay, should have lost to Detroit. Um, they're just... I know they have a really good team when they're on, you know, they got the best team, but there's a lot of eyes on the Chiefs, man, they've, and they've done it so far. I think I'm going to go with the Chiefs here and I think my final I was saying 38 or 3128 for uh the longest, but I think I think I'm going to change it to 2724.
0: Yeah, I mean, I mean, just looking at the way these offenses and defenses operate, I just don't see this game getting very high scoring at all. And it's not going to be a very uh, spread out game either. I think it's just going to be very close the entire way. Uh, like, kind of, what, what I'm kind of thinking is going to happen is one team's going to score, the other team's going to score. Then the team that scored first is going to get, like, you know, get stopped and have to punt or whatever. And then, you know the next team's going to have to punt. And it's going to kind of go back and forth like that. If you score, the other team's going to score. If you punt, the other team's going to punt. I feel like it's just going to be that tightly matched up uh, in this game throughout most of it. I just don't see it getting very, very um, high scoring, especially because I think San Francisco's entire game plan is to make sure Mahomes doesn't have the ball uh, for as long as possible. Uh, Because if you give Mahomes the ball uh, for very long – you're probably going to lose the game. So uh, keeping uh, your offense on the field for San Francisco, that I think is their biggest priority is just use McCaffrey all day long and make sure Mahomes stays off the field. And for Kansas City, it's, you know, the defense really, really needs to step up uh, in this game to give themselves the best chance to win because they know that offense isn't that great. Um but if they can get some big key stops, a couple turnovers, they can win this game no problem. Uh, so it's 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 going to be very close, I think, um, and it's going to kind of just go back and forth with either scoring or punts. Um, but that's the way I see that. Your thoughts on that?
1: Yeah, I, I kind of agree with you that it's going to be kind of that back and forth, and it's going to be it's going to be close, man. I think that. Um, that these two teams match up pretty well. Like you kind of said, they kind of have the same strengths and the same weaknesses in the way that they play, so of, kind of tough, man, because just trying to try and decide uh, who's got the advantage here. I mean, like, Kansas State's defense has been really good recently all year, same with San Francisco. I mean, San Francisco's defense was looking really good and now they haven't been as strong in the last few weeks, but yeah, I think that both these teams men are they're definitely capable of putting up some good um, some some good uh what's the word? Just like they're going to be, it's going to be tough to to score every single play. And I think that these two teams are going to be close. Like you said, all, all game long.
0: Yeah. I, I, like I, like I said, it's going to be really close. They're going to trade punts, trade touchdowns, trade field goals. Um, so yeah. Uh, very interesting game for sure. Uh, you know, we both don't have a horse in this race. It should be the lions and not the niners, but you know, Dan Gamble kind of blew it, but you know also our players playing like idiots in the second half also doesn't help us at all, so can't really blame that all on Dan Gamble. Um, but yeah, no, uh, no horse in this race, but I'm very, 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 very tired of seeing Kansas City win, so I just want to see San Francisco win simply because of that reason. Um, so yeah. Anyways, so now, Mike, we're going to do our, our prop bet casino. We're just going to go back and forth with, uh, you know, a prop bet. You know, you, you ask me one, I answer, and then you give your answer, and then I'll ask you one. We'll just keep going back and forth on that. So let's get into All it. You right. you you uh you start us off here, man. All
1: right, man. So I know that you kind of said that, you know, you were looking more on the fan, du- fan duel side, and I was going to be looking more on – the DraftKings side here. Well, they have this, um, they have this uh, thing here. It's called uh, for the Swifties. So basically, they oh like oh the oh bother for, for fucking. <laughs> they did like this whole thing on different pair uh, uh, Swift songs. And let me pull it up here where they have a whole bunch of different prop bets. Here we go. So the first one is uh, twenty-two. So any quarter to have twenty-two plus points scored. Um, what are you thinking? I mean, that's pretty. That's a pretty insane number.
0: Any quarter to get twenty-two or more points? No, yeah. I'm 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 not. I am not betting that one. I am not betting that fucking bet at all. Um. I, both these teams are barely going to score over 22 points in this game I think. So no, I don't think you're going to see 22 points scored in a single quarter combined. No way.
1: Yeah, the the, the um the um the odds right now are plus 400 at yes. So I mean I guess the money isn't too bad, but yeah, like you said it's just very unlikely.
0: Look, it's very enticing value at plus 400, but no, no way. No way we're getting that much uh, points in a single quarter. There's no way. All right, so my first one, we're going to have a little bit of fun with this one. The kick of destiny, man. Uh, Last year, Gronkowski just barely missed it left. Uh, Is he making it or missing it this year?
1: (laughs) Man, uh... I got faith. I'll make it, man.
0: Let's go. Let's go. Yep. I, I think he's making it too. I'm trying to win. Yes, my, I'm trying, I'm trying to win my share of $10 million on FanDuel for this one. <laughs> uh. So yeah, no, I, I, uh, I think he's going to make it. He, he barely missed it last year. I think he's going to make it this year. All
1: right. So like I said, I'm just going to keep going through the rest of these ones that, uh, that they have here. They're all in the same category uh anti-hero so Brock Purdy 250 plus passing yards and two passing touchdowns at plus 200
0: not taking it not taking it nope the, i think i think i think he's going to throw for one touchdown i think Christian McCaffrey's going to get two touchdowns here
1: bro yeah McCaffrey's for sure going to get his td uh i think he was at like a minus 200 or 230 or something like that when i saw to get in the end zone i mean he always he always gets his TDs, so he's going to be first priority before even Purdy gets a passing TD.
0: Yeah, I, I just I don't think I think he'll be the first Forty Nine er to score a touchdown in this game. But no, um, yeah, I'm not I'm not taking that one. Um, what's going to happen first, touchdown or
1: sack? I think sack, man. Like you kind of you kind of previewed this with us, but. And the last ten Super Bowls I think it happened eight times where a sack happened first, so I'm gonna
0: go sack, man. Yeah, I'm I'm going sack on this one. I always bet sack uh for this prop. Um It's just statistically speaking, it happens more often in the Super Bowl first than a touchdown. Um but yeah, eight out of the last ten. Yeah, it's 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 higher than, you know, the the average Rate. I think it's like, uh, like sixty percent of all Super Bowls have had a sack before a touchdown. Um, but we're we're trending currently around eighty percent. So yeah, um, yeah, that's a very uh, it's a very interesting sack. I like this one a lot. I'm taking the sack though.
1: Yeah, I agree. Now this one I have for you is a very interesting one because, um. Again, if you think it's going to be a close game, this definitely has a lot of potential to happen. The odds are pretty crazy with this one, so uh, it's referred to as blank space. Travis Kelsey to score an octopus, and I did not know what that was at first, but when looking it up, it's when the player scores a TD and ensuing on a two point conversion also scores, and it, the odds are a plus three thousand. So um, put a hundred doubt dollars down and win 3k if Kelsey gets a touchdown and the Chiefs go for two and he gets the two point conversion uh, what do you think on that one
0: I, I'd probably put like maybe like five dollars on that just for fun I'd probably end up losing that bet I mean it, it's very very yeah. rare that that happens but maybe. I, I, I think if it, if it hits you know that's five dollars what, what, what would be, you said it's plus three thousand
1: 3, 000, yeah.
0: So so, put five dollars in there and see what you would you would get for that because I want I'm, I'm interested to know how much you would get for that.
1: Yeah, so um, let's see here. So five dollars would win you 155. So basically, win 150.
0: Yeah, that's not bad for for a five dollar bet, right?
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah, but um, so uh, here here's one that is interesting, um. Will there be a Scorigami? A Scorigami is a unique yeah. final score in NFL history. Will there be one? Uh, it's plus 2,500 for yes, minus 10,000 for no.
1: Yeah, so I love the Scorigamis. I love uh, following those. I don't think it's going to be, though. I don't see any – I feel like to be a Scorigami, it's got – something crazy is going to have to happen, like – bunch of safeties or uh, miss extra points or some, something crazy to where the score is just off. Um, so I'm actually not hoping for anything too crazy. Uh, I actually have squares this year, two squares. Uh, one is three and zero and the other is eight and one. So I got pretty favorable numbers there for early in the game and later on the ends like 31, 28 or first quarter could be ten to three so um, but yeah I, I sadly I don't think it's gonna be a score yeah no I, are nice there.
0: I yeah think plus 2500 $5. yeah I I would put probably five dollars on that just praying that something happens probably lose that money too but I'll make it back up in actual bets that I'll you know make that are serious.
1: All right, so the next one we have here is the Deja Vu. Kansas City Chiefs to win by exactly 11 points. This is when they last played in the Super Bowl. KC, I guess, beat San Francisco by 11 points. So uh, that's another plus 3,000 bet here.
0: No, absolutely not. I I don't think it's going to – I think it's going to be within three points, this, this, the final score. So, no, it's not going to happen.
1: Yeah, I, I got to agree because that one's just too – you have to be so, like, head-on. There's no room for error. Like, for the, for them to win exactly by 11 again, like like I said, you have to have everything go your way. And it has to be exactly – the score has to be – you can't have anything fluky or anything. Like I said, I guess it could happen, but, the, yeah, I think I'm fading that one as well. Even with that, to to get an
0: 11-point spread alone – to win by eleven points in in the NFL, you have to have either a two point conversion scored or a safety. So um I, I don't think we're gonna get that in this game, but you never know. All right, my next one here. Total yardage of all touchdowns. So basically all touchdown plays combined what their total yardage is over under seventy three and a half.
1: Hmm. Damn, that's kinda tough, man. Uh what are the odds looking for on that? Do you have any odds? It's minus 110
0: for for both the over and the under on this.
1: Exactly man. I think it's so I think it' go either way. Uh, I think I'll be optimistic and say over. I usually am on the optimistic side when it comes to betting when you know it's minus 110 either way. I try and be optimistic and actually root for it rather than root against it, so I'll go over.
0: Yeah, I'm gonna go with the over on this one. I feel like there's gonna be a one very very big touchdown play and then the rest are all gonna be from inside ten yards and if if you get you know one fifty yard touchdown play and the rest are you know eight nine seven yards somewhere around in that range you'll go over that uh no problem so yeah I'm gonna go with the over on that one
1: Yep. so um i'll because like I said, there's actually a lot on this um, on this page, so I'm gonna skip over this next one because we kind of already went by it. But the next one that I'll just skim is uh, fearless Brock Purdy to throw for 300 yards, three passing TDs, and San Francisco to win it's at plus 1,000. I think we agree we both fade on that one. Just no Brock Purdy's <laughs> probably not gonna get the stats. Absolutely like not. That. Next one is 15. Patrick Mahomes to get 15 plus rushing yards plus uh two hundred and fifteen plus passing yards uh at minus one forty odds.
0: What was that again?
1: So uh Patrick Mahomes to rush for fifteen or more yards and to throw for two hundred and fifteen or more passing yards at minus one forty. I'll
0: take that. I'll I'll take that. Put that with a you know make that take that into a parlay cuz i mean you're not going to win money by by making that bet alone i i'll take it though i mean 15 yards i think is very very possible and two he's going to throw for over 200 yards uh so yeah I'll, I'll i'll i'd definitely take that one put it in a parlay and call it a day there
1: yeah i mean i i like that one as well I mean mahomes is going to scramble on at least you know i would say Probably five plays and get get some good yards there. That probably covers the fifteen, and then two hundred fifteen passing yards, unless his receivers just drop balls again, like they were all year. Um, and the one thing I actually kind of wanted to ask you because I haven't heard much on it, but is are they sitting Kadarius Tony for sure in this game?
0: Uh, as far as I'm concerned, yeah. yeah, he's he's not playing in this game.
1: Yeah, because I know that he's made a whole thing that he's not hurt, but. Uh, yeah at this point, if you have won, won without him, and he's been the whole bad luck charm the whole year does I wouldn't even play him
0: yeah what yeah, uh, what's funny about that is is people that aren't hurt about it won't go on social media and say they're not hurt about it like yeah dude you're you're hurt you're upset, you hurt. sorry that you suck
1: yeah <laughs> <laughs> well, we already know you're not going to be on the team next year you don't
0: yeah, even deserve there's anything. there's a reason why Giants fans celebrated when he left. There is a big reason why Giants fans were out in the streets celebrating when he left because he's that bad.
1: Man, we're going to get into uh, the trade deadline for NBA, and there's a player who, man, uh, let's just say the Pistons are rejoicing right now that we we finally uh, got rid of him, man. He's on that Kadarius-Tony type vibe.
0: All right, we're gonna. I'm gonna go start doing a little bit of player props here for us. We'll just go with simple stuff. Patrick Mahomes over under 262 and a half passing yards.
1: Ah, again, tough. But if I'm gonna go over on 215, I might as well just ride it out to 262 and go over.
0: I'm taking the under here. I think he'll get somewhere in the realm of 230. I don't think he gets to 262.
1: Okay. Yeah, and then uh, like I said, there's more here. I'm gonna skip over the ones that we've kind of already uh, talked about, where we've um, where we've kind of already agreed. So I'll skip past those ones. But next one up here is uh, friendship bracelets. Travis Kelsey or Kyle Uzcheck to score the first TD at plus six hundred.
0: It was Uzcheck or who?
1: Travis Kelsey.
0: And it was what plus two? 600. 600. Plus six hundred. If if Kansas City gets the ball first, it's very possible Kelsey gets the first touchdown. I, yeah, I'll I'll take that one. I'll take that. I'll, I'll I'd bet that.
1: Yeah, because I mean, you check. I don't see, but I mean, it's possible for sure. If they, um, if somehow like maybe McCaffrey has to be pulled out or or something happens where they're at like the goal line and they're at the one yard line. And they can't give it to McCaffrey. I mean, use check is probably the best option, or they do a trick play, he could get in. But yeah, if you're going to bet that, that's for Kelsey. You're basically hoping that Kelsey gets in uh, for that first TD. Yeah,
0: definitely. Uh, my next one here Brock Purdy over under 246.5 passing yards. Under. Yeah. Under, man. Absolutely taking that under. it. They are. Kansas City's. Like I think, like twenty eighth or twenty ninth against the run, uh, very very bad against the run. San Francisco is gonna pound the rock all day. I don't think Brock Purdy gets even to two hundred. If he does, it's just gonna be barely over two hundred yards here. I I there's I just don't see any way San Francisco doesn't keep running the ball in this one though.
1: Facts, man. Um, I mean, we'll get we'll go over some more on my end with uh, McCaffrey here, but uh, yeah, I agree. So I guess leading into that next one here is uh, I knew you were trouble, Christian McCaffrey, 150 plus rushing plus receiving yards at plus 160.
0: I'm 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 taking that. I'm taking that all day.
1: I agree, man. I think he rushes for around 100, and then pretty much hoping for 50 uh, receiving yards at that point. I think it's possible for sure. I think McCaffrey is a big part of this offense in this game. I, I would take the over on McCaffrey's more than Purdy.
0: Yeah, I, I, I'd probably take that as well. But, yeah, no, that's that's a very nice nice one. Uh, Patrick Mahomes and Brock Purdy to combine for 50 or more rushing yards set at plus 150.
1: Yes, I, I think that happens. Ike Mahomes himself could rush for 50 and – even though Purdy's not a scrambler and he's probably not going to do what he did against Detroit and get out of everything. Um, I think that Purdy probably still gets 10 to 20 rushing yards. So, yeah.
0: Yeah, no, I, I think, I think yeah, Mahomes could do this on his own realistically. Um, but I think Purdy's going to get at least at least 10 yards in this game rushing. Um, so, yeah, I, I'd definitely take that at plus 150 especially
1: next one here we have how you get the girl uh Travis Kelsey to score TD in each half at plus
0: 950 um I'm not taking that no I think I think most of Kansas City's touchdowns are actually gonna come from Isaiah Pacheco so I'm I'm not gonna take that bet
1: man I think I might have to ride with this one I don't know if I'd put that much on it but I mean I feel confident Kelsey could score the first TD and then could score in the second half for sure. Um again that one, I'm not 100% confident in, but for something small at that plus 950 odds, I I throw something down on it.
0: And yeah, maybe maybe like $5 $5 bet on that or something. Uh, my next one here, Chris Jones and Nick Bosa both to record at least half a sack uh set at plus
1: 340. Ooh. I, I like that. I like that for the odds. I don't know if that's going to happen. I mean, realistically, it's probably not. But, I mean, if there were to be two guys who are going to get a sack, I mean, it's those two for sure. So, I uh, I think I would bet that.
0: You can't sack Mahomes, so I'm not I'm not betting that one at all. But I thought it was an interesting bet for sure.
1: Yeah, I mean, if there's going to be a guy, it's going to be Bosa just coming off uh, the blind side, man. Um We'll see though I mean yeah Mahomes is definitely tough to um definitely tough to get to man uh, I got a funny one here for this next one this would be pretty funny so this one karma uh Travis Kelsey have zero receptions and the 49ers to win at 3,000.
0: Oh, so man Kelsey just absolutely that crazy. would that would be f- fucking hilarious. Travis. That would be fucking hilarious. There's no way he's getting zero receptions, though. There, there's no f- yeah. no possible fucking way. I mean, if it was
1: zero touchdowns, I could see, but he has zero receptions. That means he doesn't make a single catch all game.
0: No, there, there's there's absolutely no fucking way uh, he doesn't get at least one reception.
1: Yeah, I gotta agree, man. Even at the three thousand odds, there's there's a very little chance that Kelsey doesn't catch the ball at least one time. Now, uh, See, like I said, getting into the end zone, that's a different story. Pacheco is going to get a lot of that work and Rasheed rice can definitely get targeted in the end zone. So I could see that not happening, but to have no catches at all. I mean, he'll, he'll probably catch the ball on the first pel- on the first play if the Chiefs get the ball.
0: Yeah, no, that's, that's the way I see that. I don't, I don't think there's any way he doesn't get, one reception in this game i'm not i, mean, I wouldn't
1: probably gonna get targeted probably 10 times i
0: I'd, I'd i'd put a dollar on it and be upset that i lost that i put a dollar on that because i literally wasted a dollar it, it's it's that's such a
1: stupid bet yeah that'd be funny if it happened but like i said just so slim i think it should be like more i think it should be like a plus five thousand to be honest i think they should set the odds higher for that
0: that should be at, like, plus 20,000, if I'm being completely honest, dude. I mean, that right.
1: is... Unless Kelsey tears Philly's T- 10... in the first...
0: Round. Right, right. Like, literally, as soon as he makes a cut on his first route, he, he just fucking collapses because his knee gave out. There's absolutely no way. So, my next one here. Jersey number of the first touchdown sco- scorer over under 19 and a half.
1: Okay, what number is Pacheco again?
0: I think he's... 30 if i remember correctly.
1: And then McCaffrey's 23, right? Yes. I mean, i'm taking that over, man.
0: I mean, there's only, there's only one player in this entire game. Debo, right? Oh, no, two, two players. Two players in, in the game that's under 19 under the number 19 and a half. And that's Mahomes and Debo.
1: Yeah, cuz i think Debo is 19. And then Mahomes is fifteen.
0: Yeah, they're they're the only two eligible scorers <laughs> to uh, I mean, to, to score. It, it it's very possible, but looking at all the receivers and all the running backs, I I see it's very very much more likely that it's the over. So the overs at uh, minus one ten, unders minus one twenty, though. So yeah. so they 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 they're saying it's more than likely over 19 and a half here.
1: I agree. I think it is.
0: Yeah, I think uh, I think it's going to be that over 19.5 for sure.
1: Yep. So, next one I have here is, look what you made me do. Kansas State Chiefs to trail in the fourth quarter and win the game at plus 500.
0: Mm, I'd probably put like $5 on that. Um, yeah,
1: I mean, that's definitely possible. Yeah. So, basically, the Chiefs to be going into the fourth or it says at any point in the fourth uh, to trail. So, you know, it could be tied or they could have the lead and lose it and then still come back and win. So I think at plus 500, again, that one's uh if you want to throw a little bit on that, wouldn't hurt. All
0: right. Um, will there be a defensive special teams touchdown? It is plus 270 for yes, minus 355 for no. I'm a, de- gonna go a, de- a defensive or special teams <laughs>
1: touchdown. Yeah, I'm gonna go no. I mean, these teams. I mean, it doesn't seem like these teams make too crazy mistakes. I mean, besides the drop passes, but that doesn't result in the safeties or the special teams. So, uh, I I'm gonna go no.
0: I think we will see a pick six. I think we will see at least yeah. one pick six, and it's gonna be, pick pick, it's and gonna it's be Purdy, it's man. gonna be Purdy throwing a pick six. I really believe yeah. he probably will throw at least one pick six in this game. I wouldn't be surprised if you know it was a, a drop pass from Kansas City into the hands of one of the uh, the, the the defenders because I mean we've it happened a lot this season for Kansas City, so it's definitely possible we could see that happen again.
1: Yeah, I mean, for sure. Here, um, next one here. I guess, I guess we kind of went over this one, but uh, we'll, we'll, we'll do it anyway. Um, love story. Chiefs to win. Mahomes and Kelsey to combine for all of Kansas City's touchdowns. No, uh, plus two thousand. So no, yeah, I know we got Pacheco, Pacheco Pacheco's going
0: to score at least one touchdown. So yeah, there. I, no.
1: Yeah, I mean. That one, I mean, the odds are good, but yeah. I just think there's too many other options that could score that, uh, yeah, that's that's tough. All
0: right, will either kicker successfully make a 55-yard or more field goal? Plus 400 for yes, minus 650 for no.
1: I'm going to go no just for the fact I don't think it gets that far. Like, I don't think they're going to be kicking from that far out. Uh I think that Butker and, and – um and Moody both are capable of hitting from that far. But I just don't think that they're going to be at a point in the game where they're going to have to kick that far.
0: Yeah, I, I don't see it getting to that point. So, yeah, no, I'm, I'm not going to go for that one at all. Let's uh, let's do two more each, and then uh, we'll get into my quick NHL thing, and then we can talk about NBA stuff.
1: All right. Um, let me see here if I can find uh, just the last two good ones. Um I guess we can do this one. Uh, two is better than one. Two successful two-point conversions at plus 1,200.
0: No, I don't think there's going to be a single two-point conversion in this game. Uh, so, yeah, no, I'm, I'm not taking that one.
1: That's If you really think uh, the two-point conversions are going to happen, that's a really good one to pair with the uh, the one we talked about earlier with, uh, with Kelsey and the Octopus getting uh, a TD followed by a two-point conversion. I guess you are really optimistic in that. I think those two pair well together, but other than that, nah, man, that's tough. Two, two, two point conversions, man. Yeah, it's tough. No, yeah, no, I,
0: I don't, I don't think that's gonna happen. I mean, if you, if you really want people to score two point conversions, sure, go ahead. Pair that with an octopus prop. I mean, there, there's a prop on on Fanduel here. It's just any player to score an octopus. So, um. If you really want that one, you can pair that with that or whatever. But um, I, I don't think. Well, FanDuel doesn't have any of these Taylor Swift ones. Um, distance of the first successful field goal over under thirty eight and a half.
1: Uh mm, damn, that's tough. So, do I think that? Because at that point, you're you're in the red zone, and if you. Uh, if you fail, then, I mean, it's probably going to be less than that number. But if you go down, man, that's that's a good line because I'm just wondering if uh, – I think I'm going to go – I think I'm going to go with uh, over 38.5. I think it will be like a 40-yard field goal. I do think that these teams, while defense will be a factor, I don't think they're going to struggle too much in the red zone – to where they're gonna have to kick a ton of field goals early in the red zone. So um I think first field goals from 40, 40 or forty, uh on the forty to forty five yard out.
0: Yeah, and this is this is the first successful field goal. So but yeah, I, I think I'm gonna go with the over on that. I mean thirty eight and a half, yeah, I mean you're that means you're down right inside or just barely inside the uh the twenty yard line. Uh so so yeah, I, I think I think that uh I think you'd have to be kicking from, for, for, well, for 39, you'd have to be kicking from, uh, or you know, the ball would have to be down on the, actually, it wouldn't even be in the red zone. You'd be at like the uh, 22? Yeah, 22 yard line for a 39 yard field goal. So, um, yeah, I, I think that's very possible. I don't think it's. I think the first successful field goal could be not in the red or the ball being down, not on in the red zone. So yeah, that's. Uh, yeah, I'll take that over all day.
1: Yeah, so this is actually pretty good that we're only uh, got like one more because uh, pretty much all the other ones we've already went through and kind of already answered um, or inferred based on our other answers. But this last one here. Is Andy Reid going to be playing his, in his inner Ben Johnson here? We have run Travis Kelsey to have five-plus rushing yards. Does Kelsey get a run play at plus 1,000?
0: Oh, man, that's a, that's a very enticing one because Is of the Andy value Reid added. But play where
1: Travis Kelsey gets a run. Because
0: he, uh, he, I believe in the Buffalo game, Travis Kelsey lined up in the fullback position a couple times, if I remember correctly. Um, or it might have been in the, the AFC title game. Um where he did. Ah man I you know what, I would I would make a bet on that. I don't think it will it will happen. But I think I would probably put a bet on that. Probably like a you know, five ten dollar bet at plus one thousand. I mean, at that point you you're getting a nice return on that. So yeah, fuck it. I'd put I'd put money on it. Do I think it's gonna happen? Probably not.
1: Yeah, I think that one would be fun to just like you know kind of root for them to do something crazy like that. Um but yeah, anything. I, I mean, yeah, a jet sweep run, running in the fullback position or even like a a goal line. They I know they like doing that play where Mahomes flips the ball uh to his receiver, but yeah, why don't you uh do like a um uh, a Kelsey run That'd, at at the at the goal line. That'd be interesting.
0: Yeah, that would be very very interesting. And then, lastly, shortest touchdown scored over under one and a half yards.
1: Oof! So first TD you said first TD score over half one and a half yard play.
0: No, no, no it's it's just the shortest touchdown scored in the game.
1: Uh, shortest touchdown. Shortest touchdown set so one and a half. So basically, did anyone go from the one yard line score?
0: Yeah, ba- basically. Uh,
1: that one's so tough because I do think it's gonna happen, but like, it's basically gotta be so precise. You have no wiggle room. Like if the ball is down at the two or anything else, you get screwed on that.
0: Yeah, exactly. That's that's why it's such a a tough nice. number there.
1: Yeah, because I definitely think it's so possible because it happens all the time where teams score inside the one. But again, you have no margin for any error that like. You basically just have to hope and pray that they get stopped at the goal line and then uh, they get the ball. And then I do think that it's very possible they're each going to score if they get inside the one. But uh, what's the odds of looking for on that?
0: So actually the under's favored here at minus 152. The over is plus 124. So, yeah, the the under's actually favored in this one um, if, if that kind of uh, helps change your mind on anything.
1: Yeah, I man, I might have to just go with the under then,
0: because I mean,
1: yeah, it's it go either way. I mean, my opinion, I think it's definitely possible for sure.
0: Yeah, um, I, I think I would take that under. Probably, you know, throw it into a parlay because I mean, minus one fifty two. Again, you're not making money, but I mean, yeah, that's uh, it's a very very interesting line there at one and a half. I mean, there's literally no margin for error uh, to get that one scored, and, but I do think it's going to happen.
1: Yeah, I mean for sure there.
0: Yeah, so that is your uh Super Bowl fifty eight prop bit casino. Um so uh yeah we're gonna we're gonna go now to some NHL just real quick. Um things for the Arizona Coyotes are not looking that great. Uh they were looking to buy some land in um in in, in I think it was Mesa and uh, that deal got struck down so now they they're basically on their last g- grasp of hope right now uh, they there's some government land uh, on the north end of Phoenix um, some government trust land uh, so if they go and apply for it it'll basically open up an auction uh, where they where the owner can then bid for a uh, land for arena. And um, basically, Salt Lake City's kind of being prepared for that deal to fall through, and uh, they will be um, probably relocating the Coyotes to Salt Lake City. So, just wanted to touch on that real quick. Get your quick thoughts on that.
1: Yeah, so new location is going to be Salt Lake City, Utah.
0: It's it's not confirmed. You know, ownership of Coyotes hasn't even met with the Smith Group in in Utah. But if this, you know, if they can't find, um, I I think Bettman said something by like like the end of the month or like sometime in like early March. If they don't have an arena deal mapped out, it's looking very very likely they're gonna have to relocate them. And the most likely option for relocation would be Salt Lake City, considering that you know Utah Jazz owner wants an NHL team. Uh, and said he will build a, a brand new arena for an NHL team, and Salt Lake City does already have an arena uh, that was used in the uh, the 2002 Olympics, um, and they would just use that for the meantime. But right now, there's nothing you know confirmed that they're going to Salt Lake City. But uh, this is kind of just like a last you know last attempt for for Arizona to stay in the desert, and they really and you know the NHL really wants to, but. They can't get this land in in the north end of Phoenix. Yeah, they're gonna have to relocate. So I just kind of want your thoughts on that, real quick.
1: Yeah, I mean, it'd be interesting to see, man. I mean, seeing Utah get a team would be definitely interesting to see. Uh, wouldn't be something that I thought would happen, but I mean, if they uh, if it happens, man, I mean, wouldn't be wouldn't be against it.
0: No, and I look. I, I feel bad for the Coyotes fans because you know they're the team's actually pretty good this year, um, and they have a decent chance at making the playoffs. I know they're sitting right outside that that wild card spot right now, but just as the team's starting to get better, they might be having to relocate. So hopefully they can get this land on the north end of Phoenix. They can stay in the desert. I really hope that it can work out. Um, but yeah, man, just uh, just very unfortunate what's happened here, but uh let's uh let's get to the NBA. Uh trade deadline was today. Uh let's just you just give us some highlights, I'll give you my thoughts and uh we'll go from there.
1: Uh, Yep. So I'm just gonna tell you right now, there was like no big names traded. Um so I'm not sure how many of these guys you're really gonna know too well, but hopefully you'll know some of these names and let's go through um i got a page pulled up here i'm not gonna go through all of the trades just because you know there was probably some other minor deals where like some guy got moved for cash considerations or like a, a second round pick don't really need to hear about those guys they're probably not going to get much time anyways but i will cover first here the pistons have waived killian hayes thank god man we have been calling thank, the
0: thank the lord thank the lord
1: Bro, he is only 22, bro, and in in my assumption, since they did it today, they couldn't find a single freaking team that would even give up a second-round pick or anything for Killian Hayes. Uh, He's only 22. He was a seventh overall pick in 2020, but he's just been so bad, bro. He's literally been such a negative for our team that it was worth buying him out and releasing him at that young of an age. And to get released by the Pistons, bro, you know how bad you gotta be to get released by the Pistons? Like
0: Yeah, that's that's really
1: bad. Yeah, he shot thirty seven percent from the field over his first three seasons. That's gotta be like a record low, bro. Like if you're shooting under forty percent as a guard in the league, bro, that is like he's he's basically uh shooting less than four of ten on his shots, bro. That that is Below average, horrible. Players. That's that's just horrible for even like a like an average rec player, man. Let well alone an NBA player. That
0: sounds yeah. like that sounds I, like me, dude.
1: They yeah, they said that uh, they said that his camp wants a new change of scenery. Basically, is what they kind of said. So, I don't know, man. I mean. I don't think it's the Pistons' fault that he's so damn bad. I think it's just him him as in, as a player. So, I mean, good luck to him. You know, knowing Detroit sports how it usually goes, someone will leave and uh, be a superstar elsewhere. But I don't see that with Killian Hayes, man. I just think that he's one of those other foreign players, international players. He's from France. Uh, and it's just came over and not going to pan out in the league.
0: Yeah, just uh, you hate to see it sometimes.
1: Yeah, so we'll go over the rest of these trades here. So, seventy sixers acquire Buddy Hield uh, from the Indiana Pacers in exchange for Marcus Morris, uh, Franz uh, Korkmas, and three second round picks. So I know you are from Indiana. I don't think Pacers fans were too happy with this. I, I think that seventy uh, sixers definitely won this trade. Uh, what do you think?
0: Yeah, so the uh, my my boss at work today, um you know we we heard him yell what from his office um <laughs> and and and, s- and someone went in there and asked him you know what what's up and and he he you know told him and then he comes out and then the the guy who went into his office comes comes out he's, he's like oh yeah the 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 sixers traded uh or got um fuck what's the dude's name I can't remember dude. yeah said uh you know, just trade him, and then and then we're we're like, oh, okay, whatever, because I uh, I mean a lot of us don't really care about basketball, but um, yeah, it was it was just kind of funny his reaction, um, but uh, yeah, I mean I haven't heard a whole lot of talk, you know, just around town, living here, um, but yeah, no, it's uh, I, I think it's a big win for the Sixers for sure. I, I thought. I thought honestly, I thought the Pacers were going to be buyers, because
1: uh, yeah, that's what I mean. They,
0: they've been, they've been, they've been in the mix really all all year, and definitely a playoff team. And they they sold, which makes no sense to me.
1: Yeah, because I mean they they bought in for Pascal. They got Siakam earlier. I thought they'd be buying again, man. Uh, Buddy, I mean he's not like a superstar level player, but. He's, uh, he's averaging 12 points, so he's definitely, like, a good uh, starter, just, like, a, a a really good role player. Uh, he's actually shooting, or last season he he was averaging 16, uh, 16.8 on 43% from deep. So, you know, he's known for the three balls. So I think that's definitely going to be good for the Sixers.
0: Yeah, very uh... – very interesting. Very good for the Sixers, though. I mean, I uh, obviously, they get a uh, a nice role player, and uh, the Pacers got a bag of chips, basically.
1: <laughs> yep. The um, so next year, this one's not too crazy, but Raptors <laughs> acquire Kelly Olenek uh, in exchange for uh, Ochi Ag- Agjabai um, and uh, Akira Lewis, Jr., so... Uh or they got both uh those guys, Ajabai and Olenek, for Kira Lewis Jr., Otto Porter, and uh twenty twenty-four first. Um me Olenek is getting passed around more than freaking uh the the hoe in school man. Like, dude, <laughs> <laughs> he's passed around. And there's another guy too who got traded today who's been getting passed around like like uh like the basketball bro, like um
0: like uh like Savannah, if you know, you know.
1: yeah yeah basically getting passed around uh every trade deadline it seems so Olenek, i mean he's averaging eight points uh he former piston former piston we used to joke about him all the time he's just like a funny funny looking dude man um do you have any thoughts on this one
0: no not nothing really um barely i mean you know me i don't i barely know anything about the nba but um, just kind of sounds like, a. Uh, all, all I know is, ter- is the Raptors are really bad. So I, I assume this was just kind of a, uh, a good trade to whoever they traded out, uh, for. Yeah.
1: I mean, uh, yeah, I think that probably the, uh, jazz won this one, even though Olenek is kind of the featured player here to get the first round pick, um, in exchange for Kelly Olenek, who's going to probably bounce to another team anyways after this. I uh, I think that's uh, that's definitely solid here. Next here, we have the Thunder, and this was one of the other bigger players that got moved into the deadline. They acquired Gordon Hayward from the Hornets in exchange for Trey Mann, Davis Bretons, uh, a lot of people, including myself, thought uh, they should have went for Larry Markkinen. He's like the big star over in Utah, and we thought that, you know, he would have fit perfect with this Thunder group. Um, but they get Gordon Hayward instead, so Gordon Hayward not as good, but didn't have to give up as much for him. So I think it's definitely still a good trade for the Thunder. I mean, uh, Gordon Hayward's averaging 14.5 on a uh, 47% shooting, so he's definitely been pretty solid this year, and he's going to be like the fourth option on offense on this team, so I think that his role is probably going to be very similar. So he's not going to be scoring as much, but just playing on a winning team here I think is good for him, and yeah, man, Thunder making some moves here.
0: I actually like this move for the Thunder a lot. Um, Hayward, another just good role player. Um, You know, nothing crazy, you know, shooting and, you know, points-wise, but I think just for the Thunder, um, the the Thunder, I kind of view them as as Texas football. They're back.
1: Yeah, bro, the Thunder are back, man. They are – there's actually a four-way tie at the top of the West right now, so – uh, the Thunder are one of those teams, so they are looking great, and to add a veteran like this for only giving up Trey Mann and Davis Bertans, and Davis Bertans, I'm pretty sure, had a, like, a pretty unfavorable contract, so they get off of that contract and to get Gordon Hayward. I think that's uh, pretty solid there.
0: Yeah, that next seems year, like a win to me.
1: Next year, we're going to talk about the Pistons and more about the team that actually won the trade and actually got the good player. so... The Knicks acquire Boyan McDonavich and Alec Burks from the Pistons in exchange for Quentin Grimes, Evan Fournier, Malachi Flynn, two second round picks. So, of course, here the Knicks definitely get the better player. Boyan's off the Pistons now. Boyan was averaging uh, 20 this year. So, his role is definitely going to be shrunk in New York, but, I mean, I think he definitely will prefer it for some winning basketball. The Knicks actually have a really good chance this year for the first time in a long time, where they actually have a really good team, and they made more moves. Yeah, so the Pistons got Quentin Grimes, who's okay. Malachi Flynn's kind of trash. And then Evan Fournier, don't look up his last name on Google. Don't do it, man. That's how I'm going to say. Uh, hopefully he just gets bought out, man. Because I, I don't see the need for
0: how do um, how do you how do you spell his last name?
1: <laughs> Dude, don't do it!
0: I'm warning you. I, I I'm I'm very tempted. You you you've made okay. me curious uh, now.
1: Uh, okay, so spell it uh, F O U R N I E R. Look that up on Google and see what you see on Google Images.
0: I okay, look I. I did not look at images. I just read the description of what it was on Google, and I don't want to look at the fucking images. So, yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So, basically, that is on our team now.
0: D- does he look like that?
1: <laughs> I hope <don't> not.
0: <know. laughs> f- oh, Jesus Christ. I-, I don't want to look at the pictures. I just saw the. I just read the description, and I was like, okay, I. that's all I need to know. That's all I need to know.
1: Yeah. So yeah, uh, for any anyone, don't don't look it up. Don't look it up, man. You're gonna regret it.
0: Yeah. So um, so look, the the Pistons just made the next the best team in the East. I, I I genuinely believe that. Um, and um, and you know they they couldn't even get a fucking first round pick out of it, which is it's very sad. I I don't know what Troy Weaver's doing. The fact that this man is still gainfully employed. Um, is is mind-boggling to me. I don't know what the fuck this man's doing. I don't think he even knows what the hell he's doing. He's probably one of the worst GMs in Detroit sports history, and I'll leave it at that.
1: Yeah, just just awful. All right, I'm going to try and speed through these a little bit quicker just so we can get through everything. Um, Nets acquire Dennis Schroeder and Thaddeus Young from the Toronto Raptors in exchange for Spencer Dinwiddie and Dennis Smith Jr., I like this move for the Nets, they get off of Spencer Dinwiddie, who's been really bad this year. Dan Schroeder is one of the better, more reliable role players. Um, who you know, he's averaging fourteen and six. Uh, he has uh, started on teams before, so I think that's solid. You have any thoughts? Nah, nothing on that one. Next year, this is, this was another big one, so or bigger for the day. Dallas Mavericks acquire PJ Washington and two second round picks from the Charlotte Hornets in exchange for Grant Williams, Seth Curry, and a 2027 first round pick. So, uh, Washington, he signed a three year, $48 million deal in the offseason. He's averaging 14 and 5. Um, this is nice for Luka and the Mavs getting some help. They also traded for Daniel Gafford, who uh, is a solid rebounder and shot blocker for the, was on the wizards. Um, I don't think he's mentioned in these uh, posts today. So yeah, they definitely made some moves here. Mavericks definitely got better at the trade deadline. PJ Washington's a solid big to pair here with the rest of the team. Grant Williams can sometimes be a headache uh, sucks. They had to give up Seth Curry though. Cause he can, he can definitely uh, shoot for sure. Um, yeah, I think that P.J. Washington will be good for them long-term here. Uh, any thoughts there?
0: Uh, I think this is a good deal for the Mavericks. Uh, they get they get some help that they desperately need, and uh, yeah, that's all I really got on that one.
1: Next, the Suns acquire Roy- Royce O'Neal and big-body David Roddy uh, in a three-team ferry that sends three second-round picks uh, and salaries to Brooklyn and a pick swap. Not much here. I mean, the Suns get uh, two role players that they need because you know all their cap is going into their stars, so they've been really weak in the bench. So I guess that's pretty solid, to for the Suns here. Next, um, another guy that I mentioned is getting passed around like freaking a bag of chips, man. At the freaking lunch lunch lunchroom table, man. Uh, Bucks acquire Patrick Beverly uh from the seventy sixers in exchange for Cameron Payne and the second round pick. I mean, at this point Patrick Beverly's about damn near gonna break the record for uh for most teams, man. I mean seems like every damn year he's getting traded to some other team. Uh I'm pretty sure like <laughs> there was probably uh, he's he's always running his mouth man, Patrick Beverly. There's probably some point like within the last month where he was talking shit on the Bucks and shit on Doc Rivers and now he has to go play for him, so it's like pretty funny man uh do you have any thoughts on Be- on beverly
0: um yeah he's just uh you know the uh one one of those players that's just um you know hopping around dick to di- i mean team to team and um yeah no um uh, Uh, It it is kind of ironic him talking shit about, you know, the Bucks and Doc Rivers. And now he's got to go play for them. It's it's, um, awkward, to say the least.
1: Yeah. And I guess we did say that the Pacers wore sellers, but they also did buy. um, So they got Doug McDermott. This is the last big trade. So Pacers get Doug McDermott from the Spurs in exchange for Marcus Morris, who it's likely going to get bought out by the, the Spurs here. But yeah, McDermott. Uh, So, basically, they got rid of uh, Buddy Heald and got Doug McDermott. So um, They both basically kind of do the same thing. I think Buddy Heald's a little bit better of a player, but uh, McDermott is still, like, in limited minutes. This year, he's shooting 44% from three. So, um, that's interesting to see. Uh, But it says here that McDermott is a free agent in the summer, so maybe this is just a short-term Short-term thing, like I said, they gave up Marcus Morris, who isn't going to do much for him. So I think this is all right for uh, Indiana here.
0: Yeah, this is not a bad deal for them, I think. I mean, they're not getting much, but they also didn't give up much. So, um, yeah, but uh, the other trade that they had was kind of the one where it's just like, okay, okay.
1: Honestly, though. But yeah, that's going to do it for the NBA uh, trade portion. So, yeah, like I said, not really any big names. Uh, I'd say the winners of the trade deadline were probably the Knicks, the Mavericks, and maybe, like, the Suns, uh, the losers. I mean, well, the Pistons were losers until they, uh, they waved to Killian Hayes, then they became winners uh, just doing that. Um, I mean, Charlotte, Charlotte basically sold off a ton of guys they sold off. Oh, uh actually the Thunder. Put the Thunder in there. I think that the um the Thunder, the Mavericks, and um the Knicks are the three big winners from the trade deadline. Yeah, that's fair. Just
0: have uh just have a real quick question back to Troy Weaver, just for one second. Uh who who who's the worst Detroit GM uh between these three? Weaver, Avila, or Matt Millen?
1: Uh damn yeah, man. All three are so bad, it's so tough to chip. It's so tough to pick, man. Uh Or man, or, like... or the latter years of Ken Holland. <laughs> yeah. Man, I think for me I'm going to go Avila, bro, cuz I just he he went from I mean, Dombrowski built that team up in the in the 2000s and 2010s just for Avila to freaking bring him down and we haven't been the same in like 10 years.
0: To be fair with Avila, we did have some winning baseball. Uh, Matt Millen was the 0 and 16 Lions, so I have to go with him on that one, man. There's, there's just, yeah. So, anyways, uh, so that's gonna do it for us. Um, hope everyone has a great Super Bowl weekend. Um, uh, everyone's, you know, stay safe, don't drink and drive, um, you know, things like that. Be, be smart um lions fans get over it I, I know we're upset that we lost but don't not watch the game just because we lost um it, it, that's just childish um but yeah i hope everyone has a good time this weekend i hope i hope you all make money on whatever bets you make i certainly hope i fucking make money on whatever bets bets i make um and, and same for you mike um but, uh, yeah, rate, review, subscribe, help us out, let us know what more you wanna see Tuesday, obviously, all the talk is gonna be the Super Bowl, um, so, yeah, oh Mike, I have one more little prop bet that I just came up with in my head real quick for you if you wanna answer it for me, yep, all right, uh, amount of screen time Taylor Swift will have during the Super Bowl over under fifty five seconds.
1: I'm gonna go over. Uh, are we counting if the Chiefs win the after? Like is, it, is that no,
0: no? Just during, just game? during the game, just during the actual game.
1: I still think it's gonna be over. Um, I think that line's definitely closer. <laughs> yeah, my um, on one of our friends, he sent us a uh, a list, and I think his was like over or under time she's shown, and it was like five, I think, throughout the game, but fifty five seconds. Yeah, I think that's definitely possible. Uh, I'm gonna go the over.
0: I, I just have this strange feeling they're going to fucking pan to her private jet flying into the fucking Las Vegas airport and then show her getting into her car to head to the stadium and then, you know, her arriving at the stadium, stadium. and then and then whatever fucking, you know, amount that she's, you know, that they show her every time Travis Kelsey makes a catch or whatever, they're probably going to show her. Um, so, yeah. But uh, <laughs> anyways, guys... um. Again, like I said, rate, review, subscribe, help us out. Uh, Thank you guys so much for listening, and we will see you guys on Tuesday.